Exterior desert wasteland day. JP man jumps from behind a rock and kills seven future soldiers with a giant sword and a laser gun. Nate at arms and Clara crest the hill as JP man wipes future blood from his future sword. JP man, thank the sorceress that you're alive. I've been looking for you. JP man and Clara embrace as Nate stands next to him and pats him awkwardly. Castle friend skull. It was a massacre. Somebody betrayed us. Good job. Help me. Help me. Wildor Chris screams from behind them trapped in a future net. The trio removes the future pole from the future net and frees the strange, disgusting creature. Who are you? I am Gwildor Chris from Bleeple Blopple 12, and I'm a musician and friends historian. We should just kill it. No, let me tell you of my invention. This, this isn't working, Chris. We're cutting the cold open. Okay, fuck it. We'll do it live. Let's hit the music. Welcome to Friendsman, a good journey uh, to Friendsman from Friendsman. Good journey. Mm-hmm. Good uh, journey. Good journey from the Friendsman. Uh, my name is Jerry. Welcome to Friends Movie Month. I'm here with my best friend, JP. JP, how you doing? Nate, I got to tell you, <laughs> I'm doing pretty damn well. Honestly, having a good one. A big I watched one. a really good movie today. Yeah, really it was a good movie. movie. It was, I, I, I'm, I'm having a good day. Watch a great movie. You can't complain, Nate. It is it is that wonderful time of year when we finish the regular season of Friends. And don't get me wrong, I love watching Friends. Love watching all the Friends. time. You have to. But um, I we get to do this little break for as long as we want, where we just we are gonna watch some movies. It'll be a month. Amazing. It'll be one it'll month. Be a month. <laughs> it'll be a month. A month of these. It'll so four episodes minimum. Might be some bonuses in there. Nate, we got to bring back the trivia game. By the way. We'll do the trivia I think, game. I, too. I think we have some guests this season who might be able to give you a run for your money. George, right? George knows a lot about. I friends. think George. George knows a lot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say not Claire, which not I think Claire. we learned last year. We choked last year. Big old choke. Yeah, I would never say that not a to her face either. Because no, no, of course I, I talk about her on the podcast all the time. I wouldn't say it when she's not allowed to talk during the podcast yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, no, it is that fun time of year, Nate. I, I'm really excited. We are talking about a Friends movie. Friends movie. Friends movie. It's Friends movie time. Um, we got a big one today, JP. A great one, as you were saying. I'm going to keep calling it a big one. Okay, I'm going to keep calling it a great one. I love, um, I love that for you, buddy. I love that. <laughs> I really do. I really love how much you love this movie. I do. I mean that seriously. I, as, as we get into this one, I think that what we're going to find is that if you saw this movie as a kid, you love it. And if you didn't see this movie as a kid, you do not love right. it. Absolutely. And I think that I, I think it's in that same boat as the movie Willow, which is another one that I freaking love. Uh, and that people are like, oh, this is maybe George Lucas's worst film of all time. You don't fucking know what you're talking about. Willow is an amazing movie. And also, I've not an seen actor Willow, from this movie it. was in Willow. Wow. Okay. 
Wow. All that being said, I'm also excited, Nate, because our guest tonight, the That's one big who guests. picked, and it's the one who picked this great movie guests. because this wonderful guest loves this movie. Um, so, you know, why don't we just introduce our guest and he can tell everybody what movie they picked, he picked, and why. Chris White. It's our I'm producer. Sorry, it's, it's our producer, it's Chris White. It's me. It's the last Bears music. Oh, it's the Bears music. It's the okay. Bears. Okay, I, I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was John Sousa marching band music, and I was about to yell at you, Chris. Don't you ever play John Sousa on this podcast? I told no. you that's how I started. Asias? No, uh, Michael Ditka. Uh, <laughs> the Bears. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. Uh, that that Cutler guy that smoked cigarettes uh, all the time. Oh yeah, everyone oh, hated Cutler. I don't really know football. No, I like Cutler. My dad knows football. He is a bad person. Yeah, I know. Not I always rooted. Not I was Cutler. I was yeah. rooted. I was rooted for Cutler because Chris White like loved him and would share really cute memes about Jay Cutler to me, and I, I was like, "All right, I'm gonna root for this guy." I thought he was cute. Not like not not like cute, cute. I mean, like 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 he just seemed like he'd be on the sidelines, like, "Oh, geez, I wish it done better on that play." Hey, JP. Speaking of Cutler, uh huh. We have another. You want to guest. talk about forks, knives, spoons? Yeah, we could talk about uh, various eating implements if we wanted to. But we've got another big, great guest for tonight. What? Uh, the Who fourth member of the Friendsman family. Honestly, yeah. It's probably, probably our most repeated guest. Yeah, Claire in the me what a segue what a segue honestly that was that was just beautifully done you couldn't have planned it any better i saw it i saw it and i took my shot <laughs> it was perfect it was absolutely it was perfect good. it was beautiful claire how are you and now chris white apparently playing the bears music again for claire and bears music again okay here we go playing her song that i wrote for her and then <gasps> her song also was playing i'll fix it in post <laughs> <laughs> it's fine one, one time Chris White stayed at our place and left his bears pajama pants and I wore them around as a joke and they were pretty comfy so I wore them all night so I'm you know I've, I have an association with the bears now yeah my dad has those pajama pants but they're good pajama pants uh, yeah I believe it because I left them at his house <laughs> Nate you gotta understand something about Chris White the boy the boy likes comfy and uh Oh, he's got his bear shirt on. He wants us all to see it. Um, he loves his comfy. He also loves his spooky stuff. Um, I don't know what Keaties is. I've got what my hamburger Keaties? shirt on. That's all you need to know. Hamburgosa. I'm a fan of hamburgers. Um, the two things that Chris White really loves are, are his bears and uh, spooky stuff. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. also his kids and his wife, but like, you know, further down the line. And the reason I tell you this is when Chris White used to visit me when I lived in Washington, D.C., he would come and he would visit and um, his aunt made him a quilt and his mm-hmm. aunt was like, oh, you know, Chris White really likes like like scary movies and spooky stuff. So she made him a fucking scary ass quilt. And you know what's on the spooky quilt? There's bats and there's spiders and probably some scary. lanterns. It's spooky as hell. Did you guys... Maybe Claire specifically, did you guys watch the human centipede yet? No, no, I'm not, not interested in there's no, George, the, I'm not, interested, I'm not interested in the one scene, the one scene. I will. The one scene I know, I know that it happens and I don't want to watch it happen. Well, what are you it talking? Ha- it haunts about? me already. What are you talking about? Is, is the doo doo, the, the, the poop scene. I'm not going to discuss it. I'm not going to discuss it here. You don't see it. 
Oh, Nate, is that really that? That's that's what you think we're worried about? Is you seeing? really don't? <laughs> I, I, under, no, I understand. I understand enough that you. It's impossible for me to see it, but to witness it happening, it's a no. It, no, that's just not gonna. No, don't want to watch the second one. No, Nate, I, I I recorded with George after you guys uh, did that episode, and what he said about it was he had the same apprehension going in. And that the first one is actually it bucks your expectation because right. you think it's going to be this gross exploitative film, and it's not. Truly but not. Then, but then the director came back and did the second movie, which he did as a result of everyone with their yep. "This is what I thought the movie would be." Feels so like he a did response. The second one that way to kind of be like, "Fuck you guys." Um, so and that sold me on it. Between you wanting you loving it and George being like, "No, actually, there's some merit to this shit." I mean, this is also a guy that he had never seen Blair Witch, and now he fucking loves that movie. Welcome, world. You have a dog? <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> That's funny, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. I don't well, understand why Claire is not wearing a nightgown and gray socks. <laughs> nightgown that buttons all the way up to her neck with poofy shoulders because that's like, what women it's wear. It's in my notes. It's in my notes, Chris. My <laughs> cock so beat up in her nightie. It's in my notes. I'm so <laughs> excited to talk to you about everyone's hair. We're talking I don't, about. I don't, I, I don't know what happened thoughts. to her. I, have hair I don't know what happened to her. I hair. have hair notes. Yeah, where, I don't where's have any what notes happened? on the Honey, hair. where's your house dress? I also <laughs> don't have notes on the hair. Nate, I feel like maybe you and I will be having conversations about a different movie than the two of them. Anyway. Um, no, Chris White, Chris White, here's the thing. I will put on my <laughs> Courtney Cox granny nighty if you will take off your short shirt and just baby oil up. Just baby oil all <laughs> up. Shoulder pads, though. Hell yeah. I will cosplay that, with you. That kind of yes. movie. It, it, yep. Just put a belt. Oh, okay. Okay. Both okay. Sides. But I identify with the guy who owns the the record yeah. store. So I need. He reminds me of Chris. Hundred <laughs> layers, just so many layers he's wearing. You need a John okay, D hat. Let's, let's let's back it up and, <laughs> and why don't we tell everybody? Jaunty glasses. Why don't we tell everybody what we watched? And, Handkerchief uh, tucked in like a cravat. It. A button-down shirt with a pattern. Masters a leather jacket. Another jacket. We watched. We watched <laughs> Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. And Chris, wait. Why did we watch Masters of the Universe? This is a movie I genuinely like. I also do. And I think I actually genuinely like it because of you, buddy. And that's okay. And that's fine. That's good. In fact, that's a good thing. That you right, guys have, like this movie. Okay. Let's, let's just, I need to establish one ground rule before we get into this. Frank Langella is amazing in this movie. Yeah. He gives it his all and he's so fucking good. Yeah. And so the only thing I'm yep. not going to tolerate is anyone saying anything contrary to that. He played fucking Skeletor. He yeah. couldn't even touch his lips together yeah. because of the prosthetics. And he still fucking killed it in every scene. My only ground rule, he was amazing. The only thing I would say about Skeletor is that maybe maybe a little less prosthetic makeup would have been beneficial. That's the only note I have. But I, have I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of notes on the, they, on the, on the design they, of Skeletor. I have I'm a lot of issues. I'm fairly positive that the, the, that, that the producer of this movie was married to someone who supplied facial cosmetics. Sure. I, I'm fairly certain that because there's nary a character without some facial cosmetics going on. Even fucking Blade had a big fake fucking scar. I and mean, I'm going to call him Blade right now so y'all know who I'm talking about. But that his name was Kano. His name was Kano. Um, was, he the, so was, he the, was he the Sawyer's? Yes, sword ears. Yes, yes, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. No, mm-hmm. sword ears was my favorite of the of the men dispatched. Yeah, that were like the only the only characters that didn't have guns in the movie. Right. 
he was my he was my favorite. But no, the the design of Skeletor really messed me up. I really struggled with the fact that he had eyelids. It was very distracting for me you that the skull up, had eyelids. Claire got, Claire got very upset and was like, "I know I need to save this for the recording, but he has eyelids in eyelids. his skull." It it's seems like the eyelids could have been painted black okay. to Let's, create to create kind of like a like you know when he blinks so when there's like sure. a, like it's a blackness but his eyelids were painted white right such that you were very aware that he was a flesh man it's under flesh. a skeleton which is which was confusing. All right, I, no, no. I feel like they thought they were going to get away with a lot of things due to the lighting. They did so many things. They were working so hard with the lighting in this movie. It makes me really happy every time I watch it. Like, Wait, the climax of this movie is the star of that scene is a goddamn spotlight. The star of the climax of this movie is a background spotlight. And holy so we're, shit. We're all over the place. But if we, if you watch no, the director's okay. commentary, gotta, like I did, start. and I'm sure oh, Nate no. also did. I've also it's seen the director's Chris, commentary. Oh no. Well, hold Chris on. Let me, owns this shit on Blu-ray. Let me I'm not joking. Ground us here for a minute. Okay. Because yeah, we got to start at the beginning. So, yep. So I wanted to say before we started, we're following the grand tradition of podcasts that I love. How did the skin made has done this movie? We'll talk about that in a second. Also, Completely action boys treatment. have done this movie. Ooh, I've not listened to that one. And not only do the action boys do this movie, but Gwildor comes back almost every episode after they do this movie. Some Ryan Stanger doing a Gwildor impression. They love doing Gwildor on the action boys. Uh, in fact, I'm going to have to probably stop myself from like screaming some of the stuff that they scream on Action Boys. You don't um, need to do that. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So, Nate, you had you had references to this movie, but had never seen it. No, I've seen this movie. I watched this movie in Florence, Italy, JP, on my honeymoon in a field right. of flowers with this my is wife. Correct. <laughs> this is the right thing to do. Well. Uh- well, that I is, know, I, that is like the most romantic thing that has ever happened. Jesus Christ. Everybody quit. Everybody <laughs> quit. They, you're, they, there will never be a more romantic moment in anyone's life than that. So I watched this movie. I, I mean, I, I think I think I speak for the listeners for saying that I need more context for what. Yeah, what I, I think here's the more part of the context. Nope, I'm was, good. I'm Nikki was, is hot. Nate is okay. I'm not going to blow. How does this work? How does this marriage work? Well, here's the answer. We just heard the story. Anyway, so how does this get made? Don't sleep, baby. And Paul Shear said, I don't care that you're on your honeymoon. You you get to work. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't tell him that I was on my honeymoon. He had a laser whip. <laughs> oh, neat. Well, I just. I a did, laser whip. The laser I just wanted good. to do it. And I knew that I could do it like in the hotel rooms, like a couple nights every night before I go to sleep and stuff. But I did also have to watch the movie. <laughs> and so I watched the movie while we were relaxing in a field. And then I did this the research for this movie while on my honeymoon. And I have five pages of research here. I was able to find a copy of the director's commentary online. So I was able to listen. All right, to So you and Chris White have seen the director's commentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking jealous. I am so jealous. You would lo- you would like it, JP, but it, it would also like kind of tear the seams of the movie because this movie was a disaster. No. Well, you know, the filming of the movie was a disaster. No. Yes. No, you would see that on the good. screen. You would see that on the screen. If there was any kind of problem in the production of this movie, you would see it on the screen. You're trolling. Ergo. <laughs> if any of the actors were uncomfortable, you'd see it. <laughs> oh, boy. Can we? I, we haven't started yet, but can I just. It, it, 
Dolph Lundgren touched Courtney Cox so much in mm-hmm. every scene. Very young looking. Heading her hair. So unnecessary. So unnecessary. Every single time the really relationship was, 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 was not, they didn't have a relationship. They it said two words and he was like, I feel very comfortable now, like stroking your cheek gently. And it was very, it was just, it was odd. Like, to say the least. They kept putting a cape on her as a blanket over and over again, which yeah, I, I miss, also feel well, is very intimate. Miss what happened. Her, her. Her, her, her temperature was like a big issue all throughout. They were very concerned about keeping Courtney Cox warm throughout. Oh, that was a thing. I actually like, have Did someone shoot her or something? Like, why <laughs> does she have a blanket? I have a, I have a note that she, it's, it's, it's the, uh, the joke from community. It's like the, I don't know. I, I, whenever, whenever someone's like a witness to crime, then you see them with a blanket on them. Like that's, she kept having a blanket on her in every fucking seat. There was, I have it noted as, so I'm going to leave, leave out the context so we can get there. I say, because he fucked a teen, question mark. Do they fuck, question mark, weird horny moment in an otherwise unhorny movie. That's what, that's what I have some for notes for about five minutes of this. There's like a five minute chunk in this movie where everybody acts inappropriately. And yes. then the whole rest of the movie, there's absolutely no sex. <laughs> For an right. 80s movie, it is like it's weirdly devoid of sex. I was yes. really, I was waiting for people don't even cheese talk about movie. it. Yeah, yes, people don't talk really but at it also, all. There's, it there's also stars. The I mean, most there's barely people in it. That's people an issue you've ever seen in your entire life. Like they are pure sex symbols. Uh, Dolph uh, Lundgren, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Monica, Jello, and the girl space space ranger, Tila, Tila, and the, and the I, cop. Wait, you're not going to mention oh, yeah. Evil Lynn, who's the hottest woman to ever grace the yeah, screen? Yeah, Evil Lynn. Oh yes. God, Chris! I'm right, saying, Chris, you're wrong on this. Evil Lynn, your girl, yeah, Chris. That is fascinating. So I, I feel like I have a pretty good beat on your type as your friend, Chris this, White, and I am surprised to hear that so Evil Lynn did it for you. No, it's, think, a, it's a very John pick, honestly, but it's not. No, a very Chris no, White I'm, 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 I'm actually all Tila in this one. Um, I'm also really? a fan of Tila. Yeah, I had you reversed. No, dude, she. She kills so many people with sniper shots. She is so fucking cool. That, oh, that's um, so awkward that, holding her little pistol. That's so the way that her yeah, crown is styled as a headband, like a workout style, like she's doing jazzercise headband with her bangs coming over her little crown yep. thing. Yeah, it looks fucking it. great. I noted her, multiple times. Her outfit yeah. is out of control. It's it's out of control. And there are several times during this movie where the director told her, "Hey, Tila." Stand like this and flex your ass like Nacho Libre and then turn to the camera like that. So <laughs> like many five times. times. So many times. Yeah. Well, I, I noticed that she had what I think I've only really, I've mostly seen in video games where the female character that you're playing in a video game will have a like tight leather pant situation with a belt that is doing nothing except wrapping the, the waist and then the top of the thighs, and then there's a strap up the up the middle of the butt. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she's so also like, kind of like, like to kind of like lift and separate, which you need in combat. So it's important that they do that. What and game I thought is that this? was authentic. Uh, <laughs> what, Borderlands what is, is certainly I, one yeah, where what, they have the where this, they so have I, the so butt I, crack so belt. That is definitely. I want to make sure I avoid it. Yeah. It's not the only. But yeah, no. Yeah, I, know, I know that game. All right. All right. We got to We got to do this You're from top to, to bottom, it. though, guys. We, we, we have so <laughs> many things to say. I think we have to do a top to bottom. I think 
we should just kind of do shampoodler style and like go through our notes, kind of switch mm-hmm. off and talk about our notes one at okay, a time. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. This is really important. The opening premise, the voiceover is telling us that, that, that if they flim flam the flobbly flu, then mm-hmm. they will be the masters of the universe. <laughs> Maybe now, having a stroke. Now, now, now one what is a master of a universe? And two, why are there inherently multiple of them? Well, we What's important is that what comes in right after that is the Golden Globus name. Yeah, you know, now, you, now you know there's a heater coming and so at you. That, that You're going to see abs. You're going to see bangs. You're going to see bangs that are covering abs because they're so long and spidery. So that actually Chris, brings they're me not masters to my next point. Okay. Okay. So you're Which not going to tell me what a master of a universe is. We don't, we don't know JP. And, and I think, I think that that conversation would go for hours, hours at a time uh, talking about what universes peoples are masters of how to master universes. I'm just saying, Nate, I'm, I'm literally, I'm legitimately saying though, like that's, that, that's, that's the gam That's the gambit of the movie. That's that. This is what's at stake. Right. Someone will be declared one of several, more than one masters of the universe. Right. What is that? I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and say that like, and you're the one that loves this movie, not it's a me. Great movie. But you're it's a great you're you're movie. over you're you're out of the gate overthinking it. That's well, my feedback to you. Is your well, is, you, is, you, is, you, is you 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 smell like a butt so. It's per, it's perhaps not for you to know, or at this moment, let's, let's keep you know, it above board, JP. You gotta you gotta okay. see. We, this we don't we don't need to be front loading exposition, and this movie was like we won't, and then you, <laughs> they, don't, they don't backload. They they don't backload it either, but like you think that they might, and is that's and that's the is fun is that the entire time you're waiting for it to make sense. We're and not gonna so explain. You're, yeah, they have it's, you, it's, but they have you because you're waiting because you're if they'd explained it at the beginning, then you know you wouldn't yeah, be waiting I mean, the entire time only to be left with. Um, cinematic blue balls still confused about what even happened. Yep. Now, Nate, which I think you, is the, the journey. Now, Nate, you raised an interesting point. Is it swords? Is it guns? I don't know. I will tell you this. The minute I said, why the fuck is he holding a pistol in one hand? Maybe it was a rifle at the time and a sword in the other. And then, you know what the motherfucker it did? Looks good. <laughs> it looks good. And you know what he did? They then showed him deflect a laser beam shot off the sword and then and then the next shot which was approximately 15 full seconds later because lasers are slow um was was one of those uh one of those guys dying and 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 when i say one of those guys dying i want everyone to be clear that the bad guy stormtroopers in this movie which don't exist with the toy line or in the cartoon but the bad guy stormtroopers in this movie are the guys from the death star who power up the laser pew pew yeah Mm-hmm. They got the weird helmets on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why are these bowls sitting on top of each other at an odd, at, 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 at like not lined up with the rims? I don't know. Their cool voices are so cool too. Every time the, a random soldier gets to talk, they have like an accent from some insane, like future Britain, and it's like processed in like such an insane vocodery way. And I'm like, I just want to hear these guys talk. What are they talking about? We're getting interference. They're jamming the signal. Locate the source of the jamming and destroy it. It's difficult, like nothing I've seen before. Destroy it? 
now they're they're battling on a on attorney, and I was gonna say maybe they were attorneyans, not not, but but then there's also a point where one of the and I just want to make sure I got this right, one of the air centurions, air centurions, yeah, uh, gets gets shot, pretending like he doesn't know, <laughs> pewed with laser beam, and then explodes in 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 a, 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 a an explosion of green fumes and fumes. so i don't know what's inside of those guys from the death star it might have something to do with what the guns can do because they can also explode acoustic guitars like explode oh, like make a yeah, violent yeah, explosion yeah, yeah yeah that's a good point though oh, the guns are doing the work okay mm-hmm. okay that makes the sense that real answer see, Chris, this is this is why i want to talk to you about it Mm-hmm. Oh, Nate! I feel like you're you're, you're, get, you're getting really far into like the Arrow Centurions, and I feel like you know I want to make sure that listeners that haven't watched the movie understand what we're talking about because I don't think that your listeners should have to watch this movie. No, oh, don't, I don't watch this. How dare you? How no, dare you, you? Watch it. You should. It's a great you movie. It's very hard to watch. It's only on it's, Cinemax. It's, no, no, no. Yeah, it's on Cinemax. Like, it's on Cinemax. Like, yeah, and I just, it's, it's it's hard to watch oh. for two reasons. I would say. Um, but the Aero Centurions are those guys in the fire up the pew pew Star Wars uniforms, but they are <laughs> on they are on the hoverboards from Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, and so they're just sort of surfing and doing a pretty bad job of it yes. generally. And now Nate, Nate, you were gonna tell us the real story. So I, I mean what I was gonna say, JP, is that I think this movie is important. Okay. I really do. Because I don't think I would argue that, but I'm interested to see where this goes. (laughs) We started talking about Golan and Globus. Okay. Okay. And for those who, I mean, I think everybody is pretty familiar with Canon films from the, the documentary that was made about all these movies and the insane fucking movies that Canon films has put out They're They're, they're amazing. They're amazing. They're all amazing. They were amazing. The movies are amazing. Just like this Uh, movie is amazing. Was me. No. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yes, but for what I, they did, for what they did, for what they did. Yeah. And, and those guys, they're probably not great guys, but from my, from my, from my personal that's experience, why? that's why. <laughs> um, anyway, so these are movies made by really weird foreign businessmen. <laughs> Yes. And that really comes through. And that's not to say that they're not bad or that they're, they can't be successful or anything. It's just these guys tapped into something. They figured out something that worked. They had a formula. They figured out how to do it. And they were about to, Canon films like was, was giving the major studios a run for its money before it went. Oh, it, absolutely. And, and Nate, I, I only, but I don't mean to interrupt you. I would only no, add no, no. in that this is, they were like the successful version of what Tommy Wiseau wanted to do. Absolutely. Sure. That's yeah. a, a, like, like, like an outsider looking at American films and saying, I get it. I get at the, I get the nuts and bolts of what Americans want. They want explosions and they want muscles and they want tits. Right. Absolutely. And, and like, so, 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 so Tommy Wiseau has an insane accent, however, that you're comparing to these, um, these, these uh, foreign filmmakers do you think that they were the ones doing the voice work that Chris White described? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, good. Something, something happened to the sound on this movie because it's not just Dolph. 
everybody's voices are there's like no original sound from the movie uh, Nate, oh, no. one of my notes one of my first notes is holy shit uh this guy's nothing but adr wait this guy's also nothing but adr like Did they just knock her laptop down I, I think she may have blown up i'm not it. sure i saw it go like this and then her video cut. oh gunter might have fucked it up oh uh, you know what it was like a horror movie are you okay <laughs> she didn't look happy she looked, she looked pretty mad at what you were saying sideways. about Golden Globus. Blair? Well, well she'll, might, she'll be back. There might be an emergency occurring right now. No, no, no. She's, she's, she'll be back. She'll be back. We keep so, going. Golden and Globus, yes, JPR, very much the B-movie, guys. Canon Films has a little bit more prestige. I mean, they made Rambo. They made Terminator 2. Like, they're involved in some pretty prestigious projects. But they also, like... It was, but it was they, exploitative. They Golan and Globus too, and Golan and Globus are the exploitative guys. You're absolutely well, it, right, but it, 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 the I, the reason it fascinates me, Nate, uh, is because uh, uh, from a certain point of view, they're kind of like trying to capture American culture and sell it, but then they also influenced American culture, right. and like yeah. that's that's the crazy part about it. Like absolutely. like like they, it was just about like let's make money making what we think Americans want out of movies. And then we love them so much that they made some of the best fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, this, <laughs> like this. movie. I agree. Cause like they made, they made this when they made all these Van Damme movies that I love. Um, they made all these Chuck Norris movies that I love. They made Cobra, which I consider to be a great movie. <laughs> I thought it was those guys banging axes over their heads together in a big circle in the parking garage. So yes. Yeah. So it's a good movie. I'm trying to find. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. That's right. I agree with your. <laughs> There's only one criteria for whether it's a good movie or not. Are there guys <laughs> banging axes <laughs> over their heads in a parking garage? Yes. Well, you guys. You guys know my wife's rule for for movies, right? No. No, no swords. That's a what the. That's not a. No, I mean it. It covers a lot, but it's 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 a personal rule for her. So Nikki, so Nikki didn't movie. watch this movie, even though it was oh, mostly no, she a gun. She would never movie. watch this movie. It was mostly a gun. Way too many swords in this movie. Claire, you're back. Are you okay? I um. We can't hear you, Claire. Oh, I'm being too loud. There's an echo, guys. I I don't know if either of you know this. Uh, oh, she's so I cute can be in her pretty loud. picture. That's a good picture. She took that herself. Uh, Great picture. in our uh, in the yard of our our first rental house in Dallas, and it is an amazing, amazing picture. I'm trying For to listeners out. at home. We're doing this on Zoom, and so Claire's. I'm stepping away, like to be continued. Picture came up. And what a babe, this Claire. She's been having no fun so far in this episode. I know. That girl in the picture, she was having fun. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. It's also for a job that I don't have anymore. It's like, it says that I'm a thing that I, it says that I am a thing at a place that I'm no longer that thing or working at that place. So I should probably fix that. Claire, um, you wanna, at some you point, do, but the, you guys said such kind words. It really got me through this, uh, the, this trauma that just happened to me. No, the listeners, the listeners are really worried about you. I've been getting messages. They're really upset. They really, they don't know what's going on. Can you tell, can yeah. you tell our listeners what, what just happened? Are you okay? Yeah, no, I think I'm ready to speak about it. So, um, essentially my dog was being a real asshole and I had to close the door because, um, there was an echo 
because uh, JP does project in our apartment. JP projects like a motherfucker. I, a lot of people say it's, it's it's a gift. It's a gift, but it's also a curse when you're trying to record in the same home. And when the doors close, Gunter is like, well, now I don't want to be in here anymore. I don't like my options being limited by physical space. Um, so he was trying to get out for like the third time I get up and I try to let him out. And he's like, no, I just want to stand at the door and, and yell, um, which I was worried about being picked up on the recording. Yeah. And I was so frustrated that I like stood up really angrily. And what had happened is the my oh. laptop cord had gotten tied up in the wheels of my rolly chair that I'm sitting in and the, my, my, my microphone, my laptop and everything on my desk just came crashing to the we floor. We saw it go like this. We saw it go yeah. like this. Nate's keen eye pointed yeah. out that you were essentially in a like um, pandemic era horror movie, right? Where it was like, yeah. you know, somebody gets stabbed to death on zoom or whatever. It was crazy. We were so scared. Yeah. It was like a scene from host. Thank um, you for remembering what that is. There we go. I was thinking of them. You. That's a cool French movie. That is great. We were talking about Golan and Globus and B movies. Yeah. Now, I worked for the owner of Canon Films, Mario Kassar. JP, are you waiting for somebody to acknowledge you? I don't think what? he's really Why? frozen. You can just leave. I'm not. I'm just pissed off. Claire said some shit. I was seeing how long I could do it. Okay, you guys. You know what? You just have your own little adventures. All from your own things. Fixing microphones. I worked for the owner of Canon Films. Yeah, Nate, um, this is fucking... This is a weird one. This I is a weird one. Worked for him for five years. In what capacity? I was his personal assistant. I worked okay. out of his mansion in the Hollywood Hills. That's weird. I worked in the projector room to his screening theater. It was my office. That makes sense. Because he doesn't use the projector, the, the screening room anymore because it has film projectors in it. Right. That's okay, Nate, 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 real quick. I, no, no, no. Legitimately, you have had the most interesting life, and it is insane yeah. these stories you tell me. And then I'm like, come on, is that true? Come so, on. And then, and then, and then, like, you just like go to Nate's IMDb, <laughs> and it's just like personal assistant to this, this weird ass dude and worked in his projection booth. And, and it's on like, your wiki. How is that? But, how is this real? Your life is insane. This guy is like Hollywood royalty. Okay, he got his start making the first Rambo movie. And then, I mean, you can look up his IMDb. It's full of like all the movies you love from growing up. And so um, it was a pretty crazy job. I got to drive his expensive car around. What car? Um, what kind of car? It was what a was Bentley. <laughs> Crashed okay. it five Seriously? times while I worked he- there. That's why Is I that had true? To dri- yes, that's why I had to drive it because I was taking it back and forth from the auto shop where they were fixing it. Did wow. he make you wear a top hat when you drove it? No, no, I, it was, it was kind of cool. I got to like wear whatever I wanted on the job and stuff like that. And he, he that's, took that's, advantage that's legitimately of me. a perk. He took advantage of me pretty bad financially for the first two oh, okay. years, but Chris, I was with you <laughs> last three years. I had figured out that he can't check his email without me. So I got a big raise because I asked for it and he couldn't mm. fire me because he can't find everybody else to do the job. Because you threatened, you were like, Hey, well, hey, pretty much. Yeah. Hey, you want to be able to send out this chain letter? Yes. Because if you don't give me a raise, then you're not going to be able to send this to 20 friends. And then a ghost is going to kill you instead of you winning. Literally could not train a replacement for me because he didn't know how to do it. <laughs> oh my um, God. But 
he had a lot of cool shit in his house. He had a bunch of Terminator jackets. Um, he had the uh, finger that pokes through the guy's head in Terminator. Oh, okay. um, the long metal finger, the prop. He had that on his bookshelf. Which is pretty cool. from, from T2. Yeah, from T2. You don't uh, like to do shit. That's some good finger work. It was uh, cool. now what now what was now what was the I want to know, and I think that our the listeners also want to know more about the interior of the house. Is it a shag carpet situation? So we're talking we're talking about the height of luxury in the early 90s. Okay. So like the best of everything, but nothing had been updated since the 90s. So like a okay. couch made of nothing but Jinko jeans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just that just denim everywhere. Um I mean tucked it in was t-shirts. It was, People are just tucking in t-shirts all over that. Some sort of okay, sparkly short sleeve button. With, with like it with like a with like a braided brown belt. But it Oof. really was like um trying to think who lived next door oh beyonce and jay-z lived next door and beyonce and oh. jay-z who uh i don't have an answer for that um they lived what, what next door. Did, you, did you ever go did you ever check out their crib did they have uh, any terminator fingers they were supposed to come over to the house one time to see if they wanted to buy it but they never came over just their lawyer came over um, one door down from the Playboy Mansion. Are you serious? Yes, I would get people ringing the doorbell all the time at the front gate, asking if it was the Playboy Mansion. And, and so you're just wasn't. nestled between Jay Z, Beyonce, and the Playboy Mansion. Yes, very, very Beautiful. pricey neighborhood. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and this, Man, it seems like in this scenario, you should have had sex with a lot of cool people. Did you have <laughs> sex with a lot of cool people? I didn't have sex with anyone cool. Come on, Nate. This oh. is pre. We know this is pre Nikki. You're out there oh, no. your wife. I was with Nikki when I was doing this. Job. Oh, gotcha. 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 Oh, Nothing. Was she impressed by that? Was she impressed that you'd seen the Terminator finger? No, she didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right for Nikki. Really? Great question. Clearly. Wow. Wow. I told her about the jacket, and she was like, "What?" Um, Nate, I, I am impressed that you saw I the Terminator finger. That's was, cool as shit. I think it was Marlon Brando's house originally. It was somebody like Huge's house before. How were there weird butter storage compartments around the house? No, no. Chris Wade likes that joke. Yes, 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 yes. No, it's a classic. Yeah, there was. He will not have it. He will not have it. Not on a podcast where he's been invited to guest. I realized how to explain the decorating. We're talking black toilets. Oh, yes. like in Bob Burr? Yes. yes. Just, yes. just real quick, if anyone, if anyone wants to get that Marlon Brando joke, you need to watch a movie called Last Tango in Paris. Oh. Great film. Great film. It'll make you believe in butter over margarine. The, what, the original or the remake with, with bald John Travolta? I hate this so much. They I don't like that I'm supposed to be in charge wait, of policing you for this, too. I want to go to Claire to do this. Oh, this out goes all the time where it's like it's not fair to I don't know, I maybe make ask black there. people to explain racism or whatever. I'm supposed to stop you, John. Don't make jokes Nate. about butter rape. Okay, it's not that's not what I, I Jesus Christ. Okay. Look, I have a knock well, going on Chris White, honestly. I know Nate, it's not Nate, I'm complaining Nate, because it's actually posters. my job and I know that it's my job to we need to make posters of you. the bald John Travolta remake less tango i don't know if it's a it's something it's a movie with paris no 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 no, no. No, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we're going to pretend that that's a real movie and that it's a movie that we we love we both separately love the bald john travolta remake of last tango in paris the last thing i wanted to say about 
about Golan and Globus here is that Sorry, buddy. this is a huge movie. This is, this is, I mean, we'll talk about it more, but the scale of this is enormous because they had proven this is one of the last movies they made. They made great I ones. Did, after I did this, know that, yeah. But this is towards the end. And so they had proven that, like, we can make a profit on a movie. So give us a lot of money and we'll do like a real IP. And this is what we got. This, I mean, like, like jokes aside, and I really do enjoy this movie, but, um, it is a function of them being at the end of that studio's existence. And uh, like they made promises and there were budgetary demands in this movie that they weren't able to meet because the company was going under. They, they didn't get the money they were supposed to get. And there is a part of me that really legitimately is just like with what they had they did their best. And, yeah. and, and, and I think, I think they, they did some shit in this movie. That's fantastic. The hoverboard scenes are not part of no. what I would say was done fantastically. Very but, dangerous. Uh, but, but, but there were other parts of this. Like, look again, I'm not even joking when I say it. Frangelo is so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. He really is so good. He's, he's, he, and, and they got him. And they got him to come in and do it. And, and he wanted to. Yes. Well, I, and I want to hear more about that. And, and so, Nate, and I, I apologize. I've talked over you a bunch tonight. Oh, we're, no, it's we're, okay. We're, we're punching in jokes. But, like, you actually have knowledge of this movie. Well, you I did the research. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I'm saying not firsthand, but you've done the research on this movie. Yes. Yes. I've, I've gone to the IMDb page. I've watched the director commentary. And Frank Langello wanted to do this movie because his son loved He-Man. He loved He-Man. And oh, that's wonderful. Now, yeah. did he win the Oscar or was he just nominated? He was just nominated and he couldn't <laughs> make it to the ceremony. Has Langello ever won an Oscar? I have no idea. I don't think so. Oh, he's so good. I just, I, he's one of those, like, I love oh, yeah. when I see him in something. I, I love to see him, though. Uh, I see what you're saying. See what you're saying. All right. So how do you want to do this? Um, I think we should keep, keep going with our notes and just, okay. So we, the first note was what is a master of the universe? Nobody gave you an answer. We don't know. Okay. (laughs) I don't think that's important for the movie too, JB. They, they definitely (laughs) don't tell us. Most of my early notes are about how upset I am at the the rubbery skull mask yes. that they have my boy Skeletor in. Who like I've seen enough of the cartoon, and he's like he is a he is a, a he's he's a bone he's a man. He's he's made of bones. He's a skull, and the 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 rubbery effect that it had it reminded me when I used to teach preschool, and like we would like you put chicken bone in vinegar, and it turns into like a rubber bone Ooh. like it like rubberizes and you can like bend it and it's like what this, is this, this witchcraft i've never what you put a chicken it's bone science. in vinegar that is not yeah, a thing. It's, yeah it is it is it i is, have it's, it's literally fun. it's a fun science lesson i couldn't tell you what the science lesson is it's the witchcraft it's, from it's, true uh, detective <laughs> that is not a thing There's, you can't turn a bone yeah. into yeah. rubber you can you can and the and these guys did to make the skeletor mask the rest because of that is some the rest because of the he has, he has, a, great, he right, has a bone. Yeah. Nate, exactly. No. Uh, the, okay. The and this is, this, this is, look great. Okay. This is where we're going to start to disagree. First of all, I don't think you know what a mask is because he didn't have a mask on. He had some facial prosthetics and makeup over it. And that's not a mask. 
Okay. I do and think it looks- it's a full mask. <laughs> It's not a full mask. It's not. It's in the cheeks and around the eyes, up on the forehead. It's a little bit down here on the jaw. It's over, but it's not over the mouth. And there's still more of his face under there than than you. So would you're, so you're saying that Batman wears not a mask. That Batman wears is not a mask because it doesn't no, cover the Batman mouth. No, Batman wears a cowl. Batman oh, no. wears a cowl. Are you serious? Look, That's, it's, 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 I'm just very nerdy. Batman wears a cowl to this area. Are you? I, I was just trying. I was. I was trying to challenge the the definition of mask that was being presented here. But I mean, you're right. You're right Look, hold on. Let me. I feel let me like call my friend too. I truly don't. I truly don't. I mean, um, I, I think. I think we should move away from the definition of mask and talk about uh, Gwildor. Okay, oh, okay. I looked so, it up. I looked it up so and- I have some notes before we get to Gwildor. <laughs> yes, Chris. Yes, Chris White. Okay. Tell us about your okay. notes. For the, for the listeners at home, I need you to know that in addition to him threateningly <laughs> saying, I have some things to say about Gleeplop, he also was holding a bottle of Jim Beam right in front of the camera. Yeah, so we all me knew. talk about Gwildor, you I'm son gonna of a fucking bitch. tell you. I was using what Gwildor tell Gwildor us about means to me. Okay, so what God I was trying to say is one of the cool things that was happening in the opening scene with Frank Langella Like, because he has the prosthetics on, he's doing a ton of extra acting with his hands. And I mean, insane stuff with his voice. Like, his writing is wild. Like, whoever's writing his monologues thought they were writing Shakespeare. It's amazing. But he does so much staff acting. He waves his staff around the staff that has the, like, cow skull on it that we all know from the toy. And a thing that he loves, that I love, that he did every time, is he would go, like, he would close his hand on it one finger yeah. at a time oh, whenever he wanted to make an that. emphasis on what he was saying. And I was like, this is fucking cool. Every yeah. time he did it, I was like, I don't carry a staff or a cane. I can't do that. I could not pull it off if I did. Maybe someday when I'm old, I don't know how this is going to work out, but I'm going to keep it and in. Then, Chris, you're in, you're in Texas. You can get one of those pearl horned cow skulls, which is how cow skulls look. Look, it is... Possibly. It is possibly the only thing in this movie that has anything to do with the toy line or the or the yeah. cartoon. There, there are That's very fair. few links. And when I saw that staff, I said, you know what? Dedication. Dedication. This is for the fans. So this is it, the way to tell the fans, we're, we're, we're making this movie for you. So it's based, And we definitely read the source material. So it's based on a toy. Yes. A very bad Created cartoon. in the late 70s. Really? Yeah, very bad cartoon. And it said okay. that he was also possibly going to be a soldier or a spaceman, but that they went with the barbarian. Really? Barbarian? Because I in this movie, he is some sort of soldier general. Also a spaceman. Spaceman. I don't, I think I don't see a lot of barbarians wielding yeah. guns. I don't think gun is the weapon of choice. for. I played, a, I played right. some Dungeons and Dragons. Barbarians do not wield guns generally. No, nah. have a loincloth. He they did. No, he's, they he's, did well. He's with dressed like a barbarian, but my they gave my man a gun. Admit and in the that cartoon, he has a loincloth. <laughs> he has a loincloth. He has a loin. Absolutely, I would never. I'm not trying to cover that up. Okay, he has a loincloth. He's dressed like a barbarian, but they gave my man a gun. And in the cartoon, the sword was like important. That's the sword of power. That's like right. the source of all his power is that he has the sword and he uses it like twice in the whole movie. And terribly, by the way, like the stage combat is mm. 
It's so okay. it's so bad. It's yep. so terrible. Okay. Both both, both, so, both sword fighting scenes are like it's a close up of Dolph and he's like waving a sword yeah. in front of his face and then it like scales it back and you just see like him deflecting a blow lazily and he like looks tired. Okay. So I I, I need no no I have to I have to address this right away because I think that that's a very weak argument. <laughs> There's there's a lot of so so the comparison I would make is uh, when Obi Wan is is fighting Darth Vader on the Death Star and Claire I don't know if you've ever seen Star Wars it's a very good movie but this is a really important scene and 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 when and then when people see the prequels and they're like well no Yoda's literally like doing a a, a septuple flip in the air while fighting the Emperor or some shit and it's like what happened. Why are they all slow and old? And the thing is that, that, that if you if you read the extended universe, uh, you would know that after a certain point, it's not about acrobatics because they 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 know because they're reading what each other are going to do. And so yeah, past he's a still talking point, about this. Still so, so past a certain no. point. No, this is this is this is just JP is baiting me because he knows no JP is baiting me because he knows I've so read the extended universe. Point. Okay, so whatever this is for you guys relationship, me and Nate don't need to be here for this. Okay. Yeah. The point, is, the, point is, the point is it's not slow fighting. It's actually like they're they know each other. They've fought each other for years. Understand what you're saying about Star Wars, JP, but mm-hmm. I would also agree that this movie has some poor shot, poor shot think, fights. I, I think you just don't understand what the meaning is behind the choreography. This is what this movie is. It's and maybe the fight choreography was good. We we honestly don't know what this movie is. Is throwing a lot of money at everything and then rushing through it. In my opinion, and I, like I, not getting what you exactly want out of what you're putting into it. I. I and it's it's very confused about what kind of a movie it wants to be because like honestly those opening scenes are cool as shit. This is yeah. a world just destroyed by war, and there are fucking stormtrooper ass guys dressed in black. Which, by the way, I'm starting to think might be a color that bad guys wear. Yeah. And they're all wearing it. Yeah, it's it's it, it, no 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 it it, it it presents a scary world. That like you want to you want to be invested in this, fuck yeah, dude! This is Eternia, and the good guys have lost the war. It seems, and mm-hmm. it's like this is, oh god, what's going to happen? Someone Skeletor is going to become a master of the universe, and we're all that's going to suck. So we should well, talk about Gwildor, um, right? Yes, okay. we should talk about Gwildor. Let's talk about Gleepclop. Gleepclop is a lax is a locksmith and wing, inventor. Wing. Gwen Gwen is is a gross little guy. Mm-hmm. It's a very gross little guy. He looks so Claire, gross. Claire was very, very upset cheese. every time he was on this on the screen. I had a very I had a very visceral reaction to him. Yeah. I hated him. I hated I, the, my notes. My notes on him. It's like my third note down when he appeared on screen is the leprechaun is awful to look at. Looks like the anti-Semitic Harry Potter bank goblins. Yes, you know oh, that. That's all. Wow. That, all that's true. That's legit. And that, and that was, and it didn't get better the more he, when he started talking more. I think he actually had more lines than anyone else in this entire movie. And whenever, every time he talked, I hated it a he lot. So much. All of his lines are ADR as well. Yeah. yeah. Also, his, 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 also, his mouth did not move when he talked. It was like, it, it was, uh, it was, it was bizarre. He was bizarre. What a weird thing that 
he was so central to this movie about <laughs> about He-Man, and he wasn't even from the and, cartoon. And Chris, yeah, like, why is he not Orko? I'm a He-Man. He's the main I, I, character. I he's our protagonist, I think. He, I don't he know. Kinda, he's he's up there with the who the protagonists are. Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the floor in a second. I just have to say one of the things that really upset me about Gleeplop the whole movie is that there are scenes in which he only has one eye, and I oh, don't yeah. know why. Why? Don't yeah, know sometimes why. he's like this. I think it was it, the prosthetics. So the prosthetics were super, such that he couldn't open one eye. It seemed and, like he was and, just and thought, the actor thought, was uncomfortable in like prosthetics that, was, that were fitted badly. Right, but it's only in half the scenes, and then in the other half of the scenes, he's got two fully opened eyes, and it. I'm very upset. I don't. Know what, it, he has too much shit on him. He's got conjunctivitis now. Nate, he doesn't. He doesn't, Nate, want, he doesn't want to be around Nate anymore. Got up and he is pouring. I'm guessing it's wine. I think Nate's pouring himself a glass of wine. It looked like Pernod uh, to me, which would be awesome, but it's not. Oh, Pernod. dude! Wow. Ooh, I don't know what that. Oh, that wine's legit, dude. All right. Here's what literally what my note says. Intro: Dolph. Immediately, he looks hot and attacks some randoms. Grunts a lot. Carries lasers. <laughs> God, he's a bad actor. I've been looking for you. These are, Chris, these are okay. all absolutely the correct notes. He's mm-hmm. so bad at acting. Be, by the way, they barely let him do it, which is like, I think the gift of this movie is they don't give him a lot of opportunities to act. Mostly he's just standing there. Um, I made a note about him having a Hype Williams level of baby oil on his body mm-hmm. that was consistent <laughs> throughout the entire film, he's which I thought was, I thought that was a great choice, actually. It's great. No, he, no has, he has one moment where he acts that we'll talk about in a little bit. I want to so, see what your reaction is. And there's actually a personal connection to it. We'll get Ooh. to. But I wanted to say, okay, so you guys, a lot of dunking on Gwildor's makeup. I have for my notes right after all that about Dolph. He comes out of the net and I say, Billy Barty out acting these fools while wearing a mask that doesn't move. That yeah, was my impression. He really does sell it. Like, he it's does. Crazy that he does a, a lot with his little hands yeah. and his voice. It's amazing what he's doing. It's a very he Ross, does. He does. Ross-like performance. We hate him, but we have to respect him. You know that that that's exactly it, Nate. And and of course, I didn't weigh in on on the I'm the actor whose name escapes me. I'm sorry, but who played Skeletor? Who obviously, who obviously is giving it his all in in what Great is a, a he's a, he's re, like I mean he's he's reading someone's fever dream. And that's his lines and he's really selling it and is committed. And I love that it's because his kid loves He-Man and I think that's cute. Um, but yes, I think that He-Man, that guy and the guy that plays Bulldog are like, the, those are, that's, those are the performances that I watched tonight. One more, one more. The principal from Back to the Future. Yeah. I, I think wait, he we're going to talk about good one. Oh, I think, yeah. I think he is. We're going to talk about Gwildor. So much. Okay, so yes, yes. Next thing I want to let's talk about Gwildor's house. house. We see his house. Don't call it a house. It's it's, it's a, a house. Hobbit. What is it? It's a Hobbit. Uh, it's like a Hobbit invention hole. hole. No, it's a Hobbit hole. Well, it's I'm an, an inventor. inventor. You know what, Nate? That's good. It's an well. He's a locksmith and an inventor, so it's some sort of locksmith inventor hole. He's like the OG Babu Frick, right? Like he's just like in his little thing, tinkering. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow. Compare Gwildor to wow. That is a good reference. The one thing that I remember from How Does This Get Made talking about Gwildor is that they said that they were worried for him the whole time. And I really felt that. Like, even when he's in the first shot you see of him when he's in the net, he's like bent over in like a very like unnatural, um, wee man type of way. And, and, I, I really felt bad for him because this type of production okay, okay. I, I, is not going to take that into consideration. 
He's a, he's a little person, by the way. That's why the reference is coming in. I'm glad that we're addressing this because it, it, on the one hand, uh, them being concerned about him getting like injured or hurt and everything like that's, that's good on that. When you said they were concerned, they were, that they were concerned about him. I thought you meant the characters in movie. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that they I wanted it. to jump in with was, I think the thing that I don't like about this movie, and I, I really like this movie, but the thing that I don't like about this movie is it is the, now the archetype joke where like, like I think C lab did this all the time and they do it on a, uh, on, on, on uh, venture brothers where like, you do the laugh line at the end of the episode where the dumb character says something dumb. Yeah, I, they did it on Thundercats so all the time with Snarf. And, and, then, and then everybody laughs, and that's how they cut out of the show. And they did that like 15 times in this fucking movie. No. Every time it was like Gleekblop showed up and he's dressed like a 1980s pimp. I have money and, and on then, my butt. And then, and then they literally cut to everybody's just like, ha 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 ha. Oh, Gleekblop. Like, and that's the. Oh my god! It drove me nuts. Yeah, um, it's a really good movie, though. So when he opens the door to his house, this is what I want to say about the house. When he opens the door, he has a line that's like a throwaway line, but I've seen this movie a hundred times, so I'm able to notice things like this. He says, "Let me unlock the door." I remember when we didn't have to lock our doors. Yeah, he's like, yes, he's kind he of has some like boomer shit. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> some like it is, next it door is, and it's also like. Wait, but if you remember when you didn't have to lock the doors, then when did you become like? Are you a late in life locksmith? I because think Gwildor's been alive forever. Literally locking doors. No, Gwildor's gonna Gwildor's like installing a fucking ring camera. Poor thing, <laughs> honestly. Gwildor saw invaded, some black children selling candy bars in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's that's exactly who Blue Pop is. You know, they try to paint him like this nice guy. No, I really love him. I really love. Him. I mean, this movie I has a lot of that energy. Player didn't like it. There are just empty streets. This entire movie is like empty streets. Yep. And yet the cop character who is the best character in the movie. The cop is the best sure. character in the movie. A confusing so hardcore. And there's over there's all sorts of little lines. Like there's like a throwaway line. So like when Kevin, who's the generic white man, who's the hero just because he's a young white man, even though he's hey, hey, Chris, awful. Chris, hey, Kevin I, have, so much. I have multiple points in my notes where I have forgotten that his name was Kevin. And I make a joke to myself that this guy's name should be Kevin. And I actually made that joke to myself twice because he seems like a Kevin. So he, he tells multiple times, he tells Monica to lock a door, keep an eye on things. Yeah. Right. Like he tells her to stay safe all the time. He like leaves her constantly by herself and then tells her to like, be worried about the like potential intruders. And I'm like, what is this world any of these people are living in? Like, there's 10 people who live in this town with you. The other thing that's annoying. Yes, yes, that is absolutely true. I did make a note at one point where where I was like, where like there was a thing where like these like space invaders are like what evil or whatever, evil Lynn, evil Lynn and like her like space crew (laughs) are walking down like fucking Main Street. Like that's the Main Street of the town. And it's like, I don't know, 8 p.m. or whatever. And like nobody's noticing this is happening. And like yeah. a portal opens, and it's like there's only the one cop in the whole town dealing with all of it. He it goes and gets the other cops, and then there's a lot of cops. And I'm like, why do they have the other cops? 
there's it's, nobody who lives here. There's, there's no, yeah, but there's, but there's, yeah, there's no citizens. And I feel Ooh, like there's, like, uh, there's extras cost money, baby. Someone, someone would have been closing up shop. Who, who owns the record store, the, the music store. Uh, and then there's, uh, our two main characters. There's the janitor at the school. Uh, oh, poor Carl. Poor there's yeah. also. Carl gets ass kicked. Carl the janitor. Yeah, so, Carl. We, we have to he, talk he, about he was just doing his job. Yeah, Nate, I, Nate, I'm with you. I'm with you. We you have to talk, talk about Carl. Carl the janitor because so many little things in this movie that it was somebody's job to design, i.e., the janitor wearing his old high school jacket yes. from the high yes. school that he works at now. I agree. And it's I like, also think that's, that's awesome. It, Holy shit! I did not awesome, piece that but it together also kind because of I was like, when he was getting put in the ambulance, story there. You know what yes. I mean? Like it he has he that, has actor secrets, right? Right. It implies that maybe something was edited out. That there's like a janitor storyline where he has to like figure out how to save the school or something. And all we saw was him. <laughs> <getting asked. laughs> Oh Carl my god! I want to, I want to, I want to see the fanfic movie. that is about Carl the janitor, yes. from someone who just loved it. Like this, like if this movie were better and more, and like was bigger, there it's would absolutely be fanfic created things. about yeah. Carl the janitor okay. and like yeah. where you know his whole thing. I, I think I Carl's a haunted the, Vietnam vet. That's my theory. I like that. Oh, uh, the blood, I, that's the blood good. Work. High school the Vietnam. They hire him back because they feel sorry for him, but he's. Not the blood there. work it's still living in that world. This movie, the yeah. blood work in this movie only happens a couple times. When it happens, they are like, "We're gonna go so hairy with the blood work <laughs> in this movie," um, and it's good. And it's good. And Carl got his ass handed to him handily. Yeah. By and 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 I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna tell you who he got his ass handed to him by. Uh, number one, we got. Um, Kano. Yes, Kano. Kano from Mortal Kombat. He's here, okay? He's here for the fight. Then you've got Serpentor. Some sort of snake into some armor. That one fucking rules. Then you got Dog Boy. uh, Dog Boy. Hate Dog Boy. He was kind of the the black Wookiee from Boba Fett. Because (laughs) his, his, his superpower was to just, he just could take an immense amount of beating and damage. Like yeah. that was what, like yeah. that was his thing. Like he was, he was strong and he wouldn't get fucked up by anything. And that was, that was what he brought to the table because everybody else has guns and he's it's just like a-, like a big dog that can like get shot at and not die and like throw yep. a guy across the room. Yeah. And he's fucking great. Okay. And leading them all is grandma lizard and grandma lizard. Grandma lizard is good. Will not. So she, will, she was not, she is not going to abide failure. And that, that is like when they fail. That is one of the most advanced prosthetics they have because, like, they zoom in on that thing so many times, and it was like, "Go get him!" <laughs> that was a great impression, Nate. Thank that you. Was fantastic, honestly. I have Karg's hair, Karg's cape, Karg's hair written over and over again. Is His that hair is lizard? amazing. Yes, the hair, the yeah. cape, the, cape, cape the, hair, the hair, and the cape together. He has giant ears that are coming out of those hair too, because you're like. Trying to figure out, like, is he like a furry cat where it's just a teeny, tiny little cat inside and then so much fur? But then you see that his ears are coming out of his hair and you're like, well, how big is his head? His head must be so big for his now ears he, to be way up there. He looked like a Voltron character to me, though, right? Like he was kind of looked like the, the bad guys in, Vol- in the Voltron animation. And so I don't I don't know if he was a character in, in He-Man, but I know Voltron. He had a hook hand, too. As if he needed more things about him. He had a hook hand. 
He had a so hook hand, was, and that was a late reveal that I thought that was, was a late re- well, was that, that was a gift, that was a gift for us reveal. for watching this for, for for staying with it this long that we got to I see the hook I hand. don't think it was a late reveal. I think it was a late realization because I was just going to say here are my notes about Grandma Lizard. Um, three quarters through the movie, holy shit, Grandma Lizard has a hook hand, right? <laughs> and then final, almost the end of the movie. Wait, I think Grandma Lizard might actually be a bat. Because Grandma Lizard actually has big ass right. ears. I think up that the makes side. sense. I think it was. I think Grandma Lizard was supposed to be a bat. So speaking well, of so why name them Grandma Lizard and all the guys, everybody mm-hmm. who works on this movie said it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> okay, in what and way? That, and that they couldn't move in the costumes. Okay, like Kano kept cutting himself on the knife armor that he was wearing. Somebody told me. <laughs> It's not funny that the actor is getting cut. Yes. But I'm just. But it is. But it is. It's funny that they're not like changing it after the first time it happens. (laughs) Well, right. And it's just. He has so many knives. That man has like so many knives and like razors attached to him. He has knife ears. They were just just, like gluing razors to this guy's Mm -hmm. entire body. Evil Lynn says that her, her like corset metal thing would like pinch and like uh, it was just like extremely uncomfortable to wear. So when you're watching this movie, you can see like nobody's moving in like the giant metal pieces that they no, wearing. no, it's, it's, it's that uh, it, 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 back in the day when they were in prosthetics, they couldn't move. And right. it's, it's very much that why too. we get the combat scenes here, which again, they were the idea is that they are like, they know each other so well that they can't have fast combat because they're just going to be able to block each other. And I, that's I, why that's why when Obi Wan, I love the way your sweet Vader, brain works, JP. It's the, when Obi Wan fights Vader. No, that's why I it's don't. Slow I'm not because they that. know each other, and they talk about wringing uh, like buckets of sweat out of the costumes. Ooh, oh, gross. I hate that. But for the okay, for the nameless soldiers who have the very awkward helmets that would allow them only to push the knob up, mm-hmm. push the handle yeah. up, so that the Death Star will fire. Um. They get bye fucking bye ragdolled. They get ragdolled in yes. so many scenes. And I'm like, I don't know. In, in the music store. I don't know any way, especially the music store. There's a scene where a guy gets thrown into a rack of guitars. that is just not a stunt. It's just like, yeah. they just had someone run and jump and just throw his body into a whole bunch of guitars. Yeah. And the guitars all break in a way that's extremely convincing. And he's just wearing plasticky armor or he's wearing metal armor which is probably worse because then it's all like bending and crushing against him in some way it's easy because i'm like sub a stuntman in right or they're probably just all stuntmen so like that guy didn't work again that day i guess is my point because they just they were just like run and throw yourself against this wall yeah and it was wild it was a a brutal it was a brutal scene to watch i jp and i did both laugh out loud when it happened because it was so ludicrously like he just he just (laughs) Yeah, he just crushed those guitars, and you're absolutely right. The physical toll of that. There's some good stunts in this movie. There's some good sequences in this movie. A lot of great stuff can happen when you give someone $22 million. $22 million? Yeah. No. Is that the budget? Yeah. In 1987? No. Yeah. Do you know how much cocaine that was? Like three. Yeah. It and, did not look like $22 million. And I agree, Claire. Well, I think in certain parts it does. Like, the the Grayskull Castle set is gigantic. Oh, yeah. Like, so 
Also, yeah, the fact that killer, the, it was the cool. Killer the Skeletor scenes were all in. cool. The acting and the set was yeah. very cool. Always the 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 the, the absolutely amazing painting, like yes. zoom in of Castle Grayskull. And I'll tell you, it's, it's not beautiful what it looked like in this show. In this it's not what the toy looked like. I don't give a shit. It was fucking awesome. It was cool yeah. as shit. You can see where they spent the money. But I will say, when we're talking about these explosions in the ragdoll physics, my favorite part was that. They throw the bomb uh, in the in in the in the, in the music store, and that dude we see fly completely horizontal, like like maybe he's <laughs> at like a thirteen degree angle, and he hits that wall, and every guitar is broken. But right before that, the bomb went off, and a guy went literally vertically into mm. the air, and it was my favorite stunt. It was like he hit the ceiling and fell down. We didn't talk about this, but the way that that scene opened, by the way, is that they're like. Oh, they're here, and they like it cuts to the front of the move to the store, which is just glass display cases. And the way that they decide to break into the room is to just run through the glass walls, like just up six soldiers across. A lot of poor decisions through glass walls. No, it was a good idea. I mean, they won. bad as They shit. won the battle. Just, like, they, again, they, they, like, they even did not have doors in Eternia. Glass, they did not sucks. understand that they a, didn't have doors. Approach. They didn't have doors or meat in Eternia, so they really now are they we now are we getting ahead of ourselves in terms of no. the introduction? There's no way we're getting ahead of ourselves. No, <laughs> we have not okay. talked about the movie. We are really so all, so. all over the place. We've <laughs> I know, about but we're t- no, but we're talking about a specific scene in the movie, and I feel like that scene comes after the introduction of our uh, of our of our cop character. Oh, the cop care. We want to need to go back and talk about Robbie's here. ribs and the Robbie's rib scene. But, but go ahead and talk about Lubeck. I, I, I also so need much. to talk about why. All oh, of the, the Robbie's rib scenes. Yes. No, that was insane. Comes in buckets. And also the also the gratuitous use of grappling hooks. But yeah, and the grappling hooks. <laughs> I hate correct love of grappling hooks. I would say I would say the main two weapons in this movie about a cartoon character who has a magic sword are guns and grappling hooks. The one time you see him put the grappling hook. a gamer chick though? Shouldn't you care about Far Cry or whatever? The one oh, time right. you see Absolutely. him put the- I, I'm not mad at space guns. I've never been mad at space guns, Chris White, and I cannot allow I cannot allow you to pretend that that's what I was taking issue with. The issue is he has a magic sword. That's his shit. He's got a magic sword that gives him his powers and the sword's magical and he just leaves it like slung on his back and like shoots guys and then there's a lot of grappling hook work. But anyway, he, he throws it in what, a super awesome Nate, what were you saying? At one point. He does throw it like I do in Batman with a racket. Away, he uh-huh. shoves it into his underwear. Yeah, like, it's really hard. Cool. It's cool as shit. And it's like the metal is like right there. And it's, it's a also grappling not, hook. It's not where you would put it because you would like reload it into the He needs gun. like a belt. Yeah, so he needs fire something. it again. Right. He can borrow the ass crack belt from our girl. He needs an like, like, you, uses you, use that as a hilt of some sort. And the Robbie's rib scene to very yes. good. I, I do think Gildor is the primary user of the grappling hook. I don't know how much Dolph uses the grappling hook. I'm just saying that the grappling hook was used more than the magic sword was. Yeah. It makes film. a cool cartoon sound effect too. Which I do appreciate it. Does. It's, it's, All right, it's so, great. So, so Chris, wait, you want to talk about uh, Robbie's ribs? All right. So let's talk about, okay. So they, they arrive at Robbie's ribs. <laughs> My notes say, why is there a cow? Why is there a cow? <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even connect the cow had to do with Robbie's ribs. He was just at the so like there's a lot of a lot of this happening in this movie where like they shoot it in tight and then they and then they like 
shoot to somebody else who would be geographically pretty close to them. And that person is in a different environment in a way that you wouldn't really like understand the two of them together. And I'm always thinking like, if there was an overhead shot, what would be happening is there's a parking lot to a fast food restaurant. And then 50 yards from that, there is a cow that is just loose. There's in the woods fence. too. A so cow in the woods. Why is a cow in the woods? My theory is that the cow is, is part of the restaurant. And that they are harvesting the ribs from the cow. Like a farm, you're, you're, looking at, you're looking at like a right. farm to table. You're looking at a farm to table concept that yes. is like really trying to cut out, you know, they any kind of trans- transpo right costs. Okay, now, now, and, now and, generally, and, and, and and carbon footprint where you're just killing slaughtering the cows right on site. Now, um, generally, generally, I, I hated I hated the Gildor talked to the cow. That was the worst part for me. Had, the so was, like, had, moo, it was like mooing at the should, cow, and I hated it. I hated everything guys, about I it. Had, guys, Billy Barney and the cow, guy. great chemistry. That's what I had. Oh yeah, no, I hated it. I love. I, I actually it. loved. It. I actually thought no. it was really funny. Funniest part of the movie. I thought it was really funny. Gildor and the cow. No, it was bad. Okay. It was, and I, I should feel bad, and I should be embarrassed that it did it. Gildor's like, I'll have what he's having, and the cow going, like, how did he get him to do that? <laughs> Sorry, that was really good, Nate. Um, that was wow. good. Generally, generally, when when people are are, are are serving ribs, they're pork ribs, guys. So, yeah. if anything, that cow is it's not from a living cow. It's not that it's from the a cow, cow that's being kept alive via drugs. I assume Some the sort cow of is ushering the scenario. pigs to their death. The the, the cow is, is there to make the pigs feel safe and then usher oh, them to interesting. their death. So that cow okay. is a villain. Let's talk about Robbie's ribs. Did it survive the pandemic? No. And if it had, what would the costumes of the servers look like? It went ghost kitchen. <laughs> oh God, the costumes. Oh, important there, there, There's some sort of. I think, I think I think it's the Why only restaurant. It, on the one hand, it's the only restaurant in this town, so yep. it seems like where else so people they were getting takeout. The they were getting takeout. Robbie's ribs the entire they time. They had one option. It's not like they had competition yep. to worry about, but also there were only ten people living there, and I just feel like they're not. That's not one of those people was DoorDash and the DoorDash person was running back and forth to the cops. And those just, cops just, were oppressing the one black person in town during the George Floyd demonstration. Monica works I, at I, Robbie Ribs, right? Yes. 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 Well, she's a, she's oh, that's right. They, yes, got yes. The, they got the six shooters. They got guns on their waist. Guys, guys, can I, can we they do it, have like, six shooters? We, that's a good we point. Skipped, we skipped over this. Also, let's I, talk I, about I, those I, costumes I, would get skankier and skankier, right? Through the nineties. Yeah. By the end of the 90s, yeah. they're just basically like just a cowboy hat. Dallas okay. Cowboy cheerleaders. Okay, so you're looking at like a you're you're looking at it like turning into a bikini bar under economic kind of hardship. like a kilt. Uh, what's the uh, uh, kilt? kilt. kilt. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a kilt pie. Right. I, I, I do need, I like need, I need to, I need girls, to address this because we went back to the fact that she worked at Robbie's Ribs. Yep. In the first scene where she gets into the car with her boyfriend. And they're playing a song in the background, and it's one of those songs that I don't think people realize that it was actually a song that charted in the. I have 80s. this. I have all the notes on this too, Josh. Do you really? Do you really? <laughs> yes. It, and 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 I'm not also making looked this, this up I'm, and wrote down the lyrics and etc. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up because if you haven't, mm-hmm. if you haven't, you need to you need to watch the scene and you need to hear the song that's playing and hear the yes, lyrics of the song. Very creepy van. Mm-hmm. That guy is definitely a rapist, but here's the mm-hmm. song that's playing in the background. It's I'm living in a box. I'm living in a cardboard box. Faster, faster. I, yeah. I think you're right. You're right. But 
it is a song about living in a cardboard box. Yep. And that's where they're like, this is like, this couple is having a really difficult moment because she feels like she needs to be, she loves him and he loves her, but he can't yep. ask her to stay because he wants her to go on this job living in a cardboard box. Like, yep. I, I was extremely mad at him. It is an amazing I was like, I was paying attention to the performance in this scene because I was like, this, the, because I hate Kevin so much. Oh, he's he, he he's the worst. He's complaining. He says it's not very romantic for a last date, and then he makes like these like dog eyes at her, and then then like you can really hear the lyrics because there's like a dramatic pause where she's trying to figure out how to like respond to this man's needs. Basically, how can I, a person who just lost their parents tragically, make this man feel better about what's happening to him? And it occurred to me, you think it's your last date, and you just showed up in your fucking van. And you have plans already for later tonight where you're going to perform. You didn't cancel your performance. You didn't no, show so up with flowers. Up. You didn't. Chris White, thank you. Thank you. It, it, bothered, it bothered to me game. too. Kevin, I, and I wrote that Kevin is, is, is a mook. And that is a thing that I wrote in my notes. And thing, I stand by it. I don't understand <laughs> why she's with Kevin. And I also feel like what was established here on the front end. So I'm understanding that at this point in the movie, it's been established that people from another dimension are coming into this world and they are right. here in this world. And we see our girl, Courtney Cox, and she's introduced and she's like, I'm getting out of this stupid town. Stupid, I'm breaking up with my, I'm breaking up with my stupid boyfriend. Like I'm, stupid I'm meant, I'm meant for bigger things. Her dumb friends are trying to make her stay. And her friends are like, you're going to, you're going to regret, you're going to regret this. Please stay. You are and beautiful. Just, you're you're about to graduate you need to high school and get some miles and you have a job at the at this barbecue joint. What more would you want? And she's like, Well, a hell of a lot more. And I'm right. like, I'm here for Courtney Cox's story. And I don't right. I'm not gonna get ahead of myself, but that the the way that it ended was very surprising to me that it didn't uh, and in my mind, I'm like, she's about to be taken away into another dimension and like rec- and like realize her destiny. That was what I felt like That'd they were fun. setting up. And then they kind of made Kevin the hero, which was shocking to me. I mean, you know was it shocking when you consider society in you know general or whatever? No, thing about but Kevin. I thought it was the, like I, Claire. I'm, also, Gildor is the hero. I, I, I was. I was. I, <laughs> I mean, obviously, Gildor is the hero. It's been so long since I'd seen this that I had convinced myself that Courtney Cox was somehow the hero, but that is not the case. As soon as her leg turns into lasagna. Then mm-hmm. she did. It's it's. My notes say bubbling ragu. <laughs> I actually, I actually referred to it as pasta leg. Kevin serves the same function <laughs> in this leg. movie as like the the nerdy guy in the cuckold pornography. Where <laughs> you're not yeah. really supposed to like him, and like. No. He's hundred cucked by He-Man, Kevin was. Right, because you're there not to really like him. And then you're you get like a better dopamine rush when she like is with He-Man instead of him. And like they should That's what that I thought the, the story yeah, was gonna absolutely. be. Absolutely. Is that I mean, is that a, she there, there she leaves her mook boyfriend, she falls in love with He-Man, He-Man takes her to be like the queen of Castle Grace, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, ever. you got it. And like, no, that was le- that was left to the cop whose name I learned in the final scene of the movie. Yeah, the, well, hold on, we don't need to get it, it's such a that the cop had the best the arc. 
The cop had the best arc, clearly. The cop had the arc I thought Courtney Cox was going to have, frankly, which was baffling to me. Yeah, yeah. The cop and Kevin essentially are both the annoying guy. Yeah, we need... Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Because, like, there's a character in a movie where, like, you're like, they don't know what's going on, and they're being funny about not what's going on, but if you take it too far, it can get annoying. And there's, like, five of those characters in this movie. (laughs) Nate, I, I'm inclined to agree. There's a there's a there's a line I want to talk about. So you guys were you guys are praising Tila, who's terrible. So they they have this so they have this fight. So first of all, what happens is there's a fire in the in the high school because the mercenaries come and attack Courtney Cox in the high school. She's able to throw ammonia in someone's face because basically like Carl, the Vietnam vet character that I was talking about, has slashed the top of his ammonia bottle. Best character. Best character. That's that you can just throw ammonia at somebody. And then she runs out and goes what appears to be next door. Again, this thing where it's like tight shots, make it, make it weird about the geography, but she goes next door into an abandoned junkyard like scenario, of course. which I would just point out is a junkyard is next to the high school. You guys were in high school. What do you think would happen if there was a junkyard near a high school? It's for junk class. What would happen? <laughs> it'd be super fun. I would go in there all the time. I would make swords out of things. I would find an Alibaba sword. It's for junk uh, 101, Chris. <laughs> My notes say people would fucking do drugs in that junkyard. Yeah, that's what yes. doing drugs in the junkyard. I live. Yeah. I live next to a. Uh, I I went to school next to a uh, cow farm, a dairy farm, and I will tell you that the kids did drugs at the dairy farm. If there was a junkyard, I mean that Look, is if just. If it's next, if it's next to a school, kids are doing drugs in it. Hell yeah. So so there's a line. Okay, so then after He Man fights off the mercenaries. I want to talk about how Blade has a really awesome. Okay, so in this movie, that's very maximalist. This is Chris so White's ways, favorite movie. If you guys can't tell, that's not true. But it's the movie I like. It's the movie that I like that is in this vein. Is that like that I like more than this is a movie called The Hidden, which I would like to be on George's podcast to talk about. I want to work on the angle. It's a very good movie. I would like everyone to watch it. It's called The Hidden. Just look it up. It's about a space slug. It involves. I'm sold. Character. Yeah. Chris, Chris um, I'd save it for plugs. Okay. So he, he fights off the mercenaries. And as he's fighting off the mercenaries, there's a scene where Blade, the man who we talked about, cut himself on his costume, jumps down. And there's a, about to be a showdown with him and Dolph Lundgren's character. And in this era, in 1987, he should be saying something absurd, right? Like when he jumps down, he's about to say something to He-Man. He should, there should be a pun about knives or something. And all he says is, I've waited a long time for this. I've waited a long time for this. And I'm like, again, this is like an actor's secret thing where I'm like, this is like revealing that this character, his like purpose in being on this mission is to have a sword fight with He-Man because he thinks he's the greatest swordsman. He wants to face the other person who's the greatest swordsman. And I'm like, this is actually like a thoughtful moment, weirdly, in this movie. He really did make. He made an actor's. Okay. He made an actor's choice. I mean, you have to. You, you, you have to fill in a lot of gaps as the viewer to en- to enjoy it in that way. But yeah. I wish. I wish I had filled in those gaps. I would have liked it better and been less confused, as though I was watching a sequel to a thing that didn't exist. 
I okay, okay. I think that's fair, but fair. I also think I, I I I think that the the thing where you just start with uh, Frank Langella and you realize like this was a serious job to a lot of these people, oh, and, yeah. and this was an yeah. opportunity because in their minds this is the next Rambo. This is tied. This is this is tied into marketing. Like we're we're going to be huge. This is going to be a huge thing, and. I think that a lot of the people in this film legitimately gave it their all. And I do think that Kano did. And I do yeah. think that Grandma Lizard did. And I do think that... that Skeletor. Oh, come on. JP. Yeah. It's just we're, we're, I, 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 I am at no point trying to rag on the performers in like the, the, the acting in other than Dolph. I was everybody, everybody is trying also. so hard. Yeah. Everybody is trying so hard to compensate for the lack of trying that Dolph is doing. And <laughs> it's, he's flexing it's, his abs the whole time though, Claire. He's flexing he, really he's hard. Flexing his abs, he but looks like, really good. What bothers me is I'm like, I don't even like it's not even that he has to deliver his lines while he's Dolph Lunger, and that's not why you hire Dolph Lunger, but he he's trying to do the, the sword fighting scenes bothered me so much because I'm like, he's like baby oiled up. Like this should be like a glistening biceps sword wielding moment it for my be guy cool. He Man. Right. I, I get what you And it was Claire. and it was and he he couldn't he clearly couldn't do it. And like it was it's just a failure of, every of the time production. they shot him, like, like when they shot him like up close, you could kind of see him like glistening and like doing sword stuff. And they would like pan back and like he's just he just seems lazy. He just seems tired. Right. He yep. just it doesn't work. But I was saying JP sorry, about no, what no, you were saying and, and like like when they're walking through Castle Grayskull and it's that giant area, and I'm like, oh yeah, they did think that this was going to be huge. They got yeah. 20, 22 million dollars behind it, and like no matter what happens in production, because stuff happens during production, everyone thought that they were making like the, the biggest movie. movie out, yeah, ever. And and, yeah. and 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 they set it up at the end for there to we could have a sequel. Sure, we could bring back any of these characters. They really like. The people who made this movie legitimately believed it. Yeah. I, I, and, 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 and I like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not mocking. Like, like I get that. Like there's a lot to make fun of in this movie. I genuinely enjoy this movie. And a big part of it is like, and I agree with Claire, like not Dolph. Dolph was there for the paycheck. Like for sure. There are so many people in this movie that were like, this is, this is my big break. This is, this is something that's going to be huge. This is going to be culturally important. And like, I feel bad. And, 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 and I think Dolph believed in it too, JP. Oh, yeah, really? Not to disagree with you, but I, I have a note here. So his, his, his redubbing of his lines mm-hmm. in his contract, it said that he got to attempt it three times and they decided to go with his second attempt because it was, it was good enough and they didn't have time to do anything else. So I, I do think he kind of believed it. I do think he wanted to like try to do a good job, but I, I agree with everything else you said. Yeah. I, I think, I think one of my biggest problems with this movie is trying to parse out the difference between a movie that is about a source material that I actually cared about then and still care about now. And it fails. And then, and, and then one of the things that is out there is that uh, uh Gleep Loop was a replacement for Orco. Like, mm-hmm. like oh. it was supposed to be Orko in, oh, in the okay. movie, but they couldn't do Orko because Orko is a floating ghost wizard. So, um, it, 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 it's like they wanted, 
it's the worst version of pandering. Like they had to have him say, I have the power, which they doubled down on uh, uh, right before the movie ends. Like, like it, 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 they had to have, I loved that. They had to do it. Like, I loved it. I thought actually that that was great. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so much. I actually, I, like, I actually like that. <laughs> but they were trying. And, and I think this is what we did. He used a sword. He finally used his fucking sword. <laughs> Well, they they also didn't reveal the thing where the sword is a super powerful magical right. sword that grants him powers right. until like the final act of the movie. And it's weird right. that they, they chose not to do that. It's so inherent to the He-Man character. Also, we're living in a world where there's no Adam. There's no Prince Adam. There's just He-Man. And, and I know what that that's means. Weird because that's... Okay, so... <laughs> His so, sword might so, not. I mean, his sword might not do anything on Earth, though. Sorry, guys. I don't know. Who no, 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 no. I, I, Again, I I'm filling in stuff but, that the movie didn't. Oh my goodness! Wow. He, he man, I didn't he, even think about he, that. Nate, he man has an alter ego. It's Prince Adam. He has a tiger. Are you telling me Prince monster. Adam is is he man? I'm so yes. glad they didn't try and do the cat. Yeah, yeah. The, they could not oh my god, that, that would have been so embarrassing. I mean, I, I hated the I, as much as I hated Gwildor, like a, the 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 cat guy being like, "I'm just scared. I'm a scaredy cat. Meow!" And like a fucking like fucking the what's his name and cats because the cartoon is bad, the character looking like that's part of the problem, right? The source oh god, material yeah, were, was flawed. If you could like kind of see their dicks a little bit, like in cats. Okay, so I want to talk about this, <laughs> like so, in cats. So, all right. So they're coming out of the junkyard scene, and the and um, Tila and the Man at Arms come back from searching around, and He Man says, "Did you guys have any luck?" Meaning finding a right. Skeletor or whatever. And Tila gives him a look and says, "Not as much as you apparently," and like looks at him, like holding Courtney Cox, holding her for no like, reason. Implying that Tila thinks that He-Man is, is or did. It's a cuckolding movie, dude. Yeah. The earthling yeah. teenager. Yeah. The, not the girl who didn't graduate high school yet and lives right. on a different if, planet slash universe scenario. Yeah. There's that was her fucking... note on that. She was not great. Was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it was a lot and it sucked. And that character sucked. And I think it's one of those ones where. She had a she had one line in a fight that was I wrote it down somewhere, but it was just kind of like woman power, and like that was her line out of nowhere. And woman at arms, woman Woman at arms, arms. and they just like and it makes no sense. There's no context for it, and then they breeze by it, and it was just like we've 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 done it. We passed the Bechdel test. We're done. They thought people were going to clap in the theater, right? It's not when they wrote that. They did. They, they thought it was going to be like the Marvel ladies all lining. Like that, that was the moment yeah. that they Claire were trying to the create Bechdel there. Claire thinks the Bechdel test is just saying women at arms. No, I'm saying, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying that producers, producers in the 80s think that the Bechdel test is just acknowledging that a woman is a woman verbally on Give screen. And they're straps. like, we've done it. And they all high five and they're like, we've done our part. The Bechdel she test said she was a woman. Strap. We pointed it out. Yes. She she wore she 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 wore her little belt thong outside. Flex of her your outfit. butt like Nacho Libre. That's right. Flex your butt and say you're a woman, and we've done it. That's we've 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 really empowered women, and we all get to you know shake hands and clap ourselves on the back. So so speaking of um, treating women poorly, so right after the did he fuck the Earthling teenager moment that I was just talking about, they cut to Skeletor 
holding Evelyn's head while he's sitting on the throne. She's standing a couple steps down and he's like kind of stroking her cheek with his thumbs and like sort of scolding her for like things not going well in terms of capturing He-Man. Right. And I'm like, are we supposed to think that Skeletor fucks Evelyn? I think so. I think so. 100%. That was 100% my interpretation. I think that's why when he was like, well, like you're going to have to go and like, you're going to, you're, you lead the like suicide squad of weird beasts now. And like, if you fail, I'll kill you was like, it was kind of showing how brutal he was. Cause this was his like lover presumably. Yeah. And he's doesn't care even about her. And that was kind of showing how evil and brutal Skeletor was. Unfortunately, I think everything's fucking everything in this movie. There's a lot of fucking things in this. Like movie. you saw, you saw the three-way hug in the beginning, in the first scene. Mm. Very mm-hmm. strange. Hmm. Also, Kevin and Charlie, the music guy, have some stuff going on. Yeah, they're clearly Charlie. 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 Charlie was played by a very young Paul F. Tompkins. He's very short. Really job. I didn't yeah, even really catch that. Is that true? No, it's not oh true. my god! <laughs> it's not. Paul He's so Tom. short and weird. It's very awkward. He looks like Chris. He doesn't look like Paul F. Tompkins. He looks like our friend Chris. Like I kind of have face blindness. I don't know. John could tell me anybody's anybody, and I'm like, Did okay. you mean me, Chris? That hurts my feelings so much. I clearly like look like Chris the dad. Guy. He likes. I have music. the dad. Oh the yeah, glasses. Glasses. Oh, Chris White looks like mm-hmm. dad. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. I like your glasses, Chris. I'm the guy who flies the plane at the end. Hell yeah. Oh, there, there is so, an important note here that I wanted to touch on really quickly, which is that um, the first use of grappling hooks, the first of many use of grappling hooks is uh, Chris White and Sean's guy, Gwildor. I'm going to say you guys are our team Gwildor over here. He, he grappling hooks some chicken out of a car that is, there's like a young couple that are making out very, very grossly, by the way. It is the grossest yeah, kiss. It's it ribs, the, for the record. It's a, it's a bucket it's of ribs. It's, it's ribs, okay. It has fried chicken in it. It has a chicken leg in it, too, because man and arms eating chicken leg. Oh, that's true. But all food in it's, this it's, version it's, of Earth It's some sort of bucket. mixed meat bucket, like you get. It's also, yes, I know, exactly. It has ribs Disgusting. and fried chicken in it. This is part of the problem with it. It's also, they're making out in a late 80s Mustang. Yes, they are making out in a late 80s Mustang and they are making out so gross. He's they his, are like his sweater they are tied going, around his neck while he's yes. making out with her. Yes. And they go in and they go in, they lean in, and they're both open mouth on the lean in. And I'm like, that is just not the move. It's just horrible. It's, it's Dude, awful that's how people do at Robbie's though. Okay, Claire. People yeah, talk at Robbie's. People, Claire, people you go really to Robbie's don't need to do this live on the podcast. I mean, clearly okay. they're not there I've to eat because they're, they're so busy. I've been working on my kissing. JP's been working on it. Really, I, this is I appreciate you taking my. I appreciate really you taking my on-air notes that I've been giving you. I thought it was. I thought it was <laughs> more subtle than that. Like, a lot of people like a tongue up the nostril. It's 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 sensitive. Okay. I, I wish, I wish that, especially like you know the outside of the nostril. It's just like I'm not even going to get into it. Sensitive spot. Okay, we're getting too personal for me now, most and people, so most people think it's really sweet. I told them to order the one of those they, they grapple, legs. they grapple yes. the ribs. Yes, thank you, Nate. And chicken. They, gra- they grapple the ribs and chicken. They grab the mixed meat bucket, <laughs> and they're they're eating. <laughs> right, it's 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 gross to say. It's gross to hear. It's terrible every time you hear the word mixed meat bucket. But there's no that's getting true. around that. That's what it fucking was. I'm loving it. Nate, and that's 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 a, that's the that's the title of the episode. Mixed meat bucket. Mixed meat bucket. Yeah, mixed right. bucket. And so like they're grabbing ribs. They're grabbing you know chicken legs. There's a ham hock in there. They're just chowing down. And <laughs> <a> ham hock. <laughs> And it, and, it, and, and, it, and at one point they're like, what are these like hard things in the center? 
And for some reason, man at arms understands what animal bones are and has eaten meat before. And is like, oh, that's the bone. And everybody else is like, this was an animal once. And they're like disgusted and like spit out the meat. I don't know. And they, and and on Eternia, they don't have meat. Although man at arms clearly has like, you know, he's he's a man at arms. He's been in enemy enemy territory where they eat me, so he understands. Oh, I no 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 no, Claire. But, this, but like, this but is, this is he a, has like, an entire backstory that they're implying the, here in this yeah, one. The, little yeah, no, no no no. Yeah, they get into but, this. They, they the get thing where they don't eat meat on Eternia is confusing to me. Yeah, I don't know how they don't eat meat in Eternia. I I, I do want to say they get into this in the director's commentary. He actually knows this because he had a chicken bone that he put into some vinegar and it turned into a rubber nasty. band or something. Nasty shit. Don't yeah. listen to him, Claire. He didn't watch the director's commentary. That's a fake story. No, it's a fake story. I know because That's not like, in the director's I mean, commentary. No, you put a bone. You put a bone in vinegar, and it turns rubber. That, no, you that's can, how no, science no, works. John, no, honestly, that's how no, science you put, works. You you put a chicken bone in vinegar, and you leave it for like a day, and then it turns into the Skeletor mask every Only time. One day. Okay, and it, it, it it's huh. not a mask. Chris, like, you have young children. Do this. Do this experiment with them and teach them it. about whatever want to do it is. Illa, fuck what that phone. Teach them about <laughs> dot dot dot. Whatever it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm teaching them, but it was you know they learned something. Assume, assuming they listened better than I told because so I guys, retain it. I think this we should. Part where think, everyone learns out Claire is not a preschool teacher anymore. <laughs> Has forgotten okay. all of her preschool okay. teacher training. Right, it's Nate, not, I'm, I'm not. Ahead. I'm not required to understand the science of what turns a chicken bone into rubber. You can understand my... the motivation of teaching it though. Yeah, I know it's, it's, I mean, it's look, I have a lot of reasons. I'm not a preschool teacher. Generally though, generally the one that I cite though, is that I don't even fucking know what I was doing with happy nasty stuff with chicken bones. We know. Yeah. You just, you're just doing gross stuff. You're putting gross stuff in jars and waiting to see what happens. And like the kids learn, that's so, the idea. Oh Guys, I think we should, All right. I think we should well, get to, we've, we've talked my about this is about to, be there, I guess. So I think yeah, we should get well, to our thoughts. Hopefully, they're as good as me. Our final thoughts about the movie. I do hope that. Chris, would you like to go first? Um, let's see. My final thoughts. I'll give you sixty seconds. Um, there's a character called Kevin in this movie, and I hate him so much. Fuck Everything Kevin. else about this movie is perfect, especially Lubick. We didn't talk about him. He's um. He's an angry teacher in in the Back to the Future movies, and he's a cop that I was that I would also speculate was in Vietnam. That uh, gets to have a bunch of super cool moments and super cool lines. He he's the best character of, of the movie. He reminds me of um, oh shit, what's his face from the Halloween movies? The detective from sure, the Halloween sure, movies, sure, sure, sure. Who gets to deliver all the good lines, all the like super awesome tough guy lines. Right. He has a lot of good ones in this. And at the end of the movie, he, for some reason, as Claire pointed out earlier, his arc is that he ends up with a woman with insane 80s hair. He stays an attorney. He stays an attorney. He wears a he wears a toga and he's got a he's got a lady with crazy like peroxide blonded good for hair him. with crazy bangs. And he's like, I'm just gonna stay with her. Why would I leave? And we don't even understand how much time has passed. So we don't know how he got that lady, but he's got her. So for whatever reason, so he's and Chris with her. After and these that's thoughts I like about this movie, after these thoughts, rate rate it one out of six friends. Rate it out of six friends. Uh, I give it. If I want to give it six friends or five friends, um, Kevin, these are my friends. You're your friends. I give it five friends. That's solid. 
there's a couple scenes that are too long. Um, a couple of the action scenes are too long. A couple Sorry, of, that's that's, that's, that's the your whole complaint. thing is too long. <laughs> this, I mean, so that like I would every say, scene is too long. Mm, there's some scenes that are extremely good. There's a couple of scenes where Kevin talks; they're too long. Uh, there's scenes where Sorceress talks; those scenes are all too long because she cannot act. She's terrible. And He's terrible. Um, there's also that. There's a weird scene where Kevin goes over to his girlfriend's house, takes leftovers out of her fridge. Those leftovers are Burger King food. And then after he, I guess, eats them, he puts that food in the sink and wipes the counter. Okay. And I hate everything that I just said. And an orange. And an orange. That's correct. I literally have a note about this. He fucking (laughs) throws the Burger King trash into the sink as if that's going to somehow solve the trash problem. And this is why it's going to die. So that loses a star for me. But otherwise, or I'm sorry, loses a friend. Which friend is it? It loses Joey for me. Okay. And then yeah, that's fine. all the other friends I'm still in because I love this movie so much. Claire, your thoughts on this movie? It's tough for me because... And how many friends too? If I'm being... Uh, yes, thank you. If I'm being honest about it, um, be honest. I was enjoying the movie the entire time I watched it, but was also very glad when it was over. So... <laughs> Did I? So I'm still on the fence about whether I liked it or not. I'm still kind of trying to process it. I did, I did come really hot off of the movie, finished the movie, immediately hopped on. Um, so I haven't had any time to really process. Um, it's difficult for me. I really hated Gwildor, who was very central. Um, you basically hated his makeup, though, it seems. His weird cheeks. Mm, no, I, I hate kinda, when I hate he clears his, his gill slits. No, I hated looking at him. I, I hated that. I, I, I hated, I hated him. He sucked. I, I hated him. Absolutely. No. Um, it's difficult. I, Oh boy. I, I, I wrote here that I found the pacing to be a little exhausting because so much happened per minute. Um, okay. You know, I did like the use of grappling hooks. Sure. Um, I think that it kind of affirmed keyboardists in high school bands as like useful and helpful in any situation. And I think that that was very misleading and perhaps harmful socially, honestly. Um, Kevin was just a, was, 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 he came in so clutch in a way that uh, I felt he didn't deserve that. Oh, he didn't deserve any glory. And that was kind of the thing. I oh, do yeah. think that the, 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 going from being the world's worst cop to living on Eternia with like, yeah, like, Space Hottie was was fun. Um, I, yeah, I, I I I had a lot of fun watching it. It made no sense. Um, it was uh, ooh, it was it was it was a look. It was a ride. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three and a half friends. Nice, thank you, Claire. JP, do you want me to go first so we can end on a positive one? I don't like that implication, Nate. Well, I, I assume you're gonna. Give it a positive review. Would you like to go first? Oh, I assumed you were going to give it a positive review. <laughs> listen, <laughs> go listen, buddy, listen. buddy, 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 go ahead. There are some beautiful things in this movie. 
Costumes are great. People work Courtney very hard. Cox, Dolph Courtney Lundgren, Cox is beautiful. Dolph uh, Lundgren Chelsea is beautiful. Field, uh, Chris Wright really loved Evelyn. The matte paintings are beautiful. I feel like her lips were super sexy. She had the really dark. Oh yeah, like, she was. She was doing. Look. She was you didn't doing. Like that she was doing oh, like Claire's that making a very lip. upset look at me. But it's a glossy. No, lip. they're like and, it's, and it's the a matte, very. The matte lip was the thing most recently, but she she's doing a glossy lip. I don't know if it's. It's not that this is a glossy lip, but that it's an overlined lip. There's some great stunts. Hmm. There's some great okay. physical effects. I think Claire's just the jealous. Those lips. You guys wrote a lot of notes. I saw all your notes. I actually only wrote one note. I have my notes from my first viewing here and how this come in. My only note is that um where is it? I have it here. Um wait, where did it go? Oh, this movie is gross and everyone is annoying. And that was the only wrote, note that I wrote down. But what I'll say right, is I, that I, I can see that. Nate, I can see that. I understand people liking this movie. I get it. Okay. Masters of the Universe came out before my time. Okay, the toys are in the late 70s. The movie's right before I was born. Every Masters of the Universe toy I ever saw was dirty. I never saw a clean one. That's 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 my experience with Masters of the Universe. That's what I'm bringing into this movie. Is that the toys are like why were they dirty? Well, they came out in the late 70s. I wasn't born until 88. Every single Masters of the Universe toy I saw was a decade old. (laughs) They were physically dirty. They were still coming out in the 80s. So I always thought they were weird, but you're weird. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. Okay. I liked Thomas the tank engine when I was a kid. And whenever I see Thomas the tank engine now, I get excited and I'm into it and I like it. And I think that's kind of what this is. And I don't mean that to sound as, as, um, as, as diminutive as I meant, as I said it, <laughs> but I think that this movie is very good in certain ways, even though, it is a bad movie. One really, out of Chris six White's movies. Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> oh, texted Claire all the Tank okay. Engine. One out of ter- six. Ter- ter- JP, ter- like ter- terrible, terrible narrative. <laughs> oh, I hate Thomas the Tank Engine so much. Nate, this is this is a situation where I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you, and and okay, I think buddy. you you and and like I don't want you to think this is coming from like a making a joke place. There's, no, this I is this is the I'm you. turning on the full JP. Actually, from a sentimental. Yes, sir. When I was a kid and I saw this movie, it was incredibly disappointing. Incredibly disappointing. This movie had nothing to do with the show that I loved and the place that I loved. It it, it was like, like it. I think this might have been my first experience of like, oh god, they Hollywooded this movie. Wow. Okay. Like, 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 I like, like, like that learning that like. No, when they make a movie out of the source material that you care about, they're going to make garbage. Sometimes it doesn't work, right? And as I've gotten older, I love it more. And I'm, I'm living in a box. I'm living in a cardboard box. That's no. a great. That's a great review. For that song. That's that song. I cannot believe that's a song that exists and 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 like charted. Oh my god. And let me let me let me run you through some of my okay. my notes because I, I, we we had to jump to the ending. I, I, I'm not going to take you long, I promise. But I, I want you to hear some of my notes because this gets into the complicated relationship that I have with this movie. Um. Okay, 
uh, Skele- Skeletor went Super Saiyan. Uh, yes. And, and he did. He did. He, he got the gold armor. 100%. And, like the gold hair. Okay. Okay. Um, Big costume. The street corner set was dope. They they did the thing where like this was a stage play and they were like, here's here's the set. We're living on the street corner. Here's right. half a car. And like they 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 threw that up there for no reason. Didn't make a lot of sense. Um I, I realized that the cop was apparently named Lubick, which I Lubick. had not released. This is this is in the last 10 minutes of the movie. Um Best gunfight ever, followed by amazing fight choreography, 1950s style. Dolph Lundgren's choreography in the fight is literally to pick a guy up, and that's to show us how strong he is, and then he knocks somebody off the bridge. Like, it was really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Teal of rules. Okay. Uh, Grandma Lizard, maybe a bat. Fucking whip scars. And we didn't talk about the animated whip the 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 tron animated whip that he's yeah. being whipped with but then they choose to show that this man has been whipped and has scars that he will have for the rest of his life and and show the scars and i think that they were really trying to make a point there um they used lightsaber sounds when there was a fight between he-man and skeletor Sure. They literally use that sound when two lightsabers hit each other, but they're they're from the different sides of the force, and therefore they make a certain sound. Rip that off. Um, and then the next note I have is Hans Gruber slash Emperor Death, because when Skeletor goes down the shaft, which is what happens to the Emperor, but he also is doing the Hans Gruber the whole way down, where it's just like, no. Hey there, JP. I'll end the episode, man. I'll call it right but now. It, you just keep, it, just keep, it just keeps going. It was beautiful. And then they invent the good journey thing. And I actually love the good journey thing. And this is the, the, th- the thing that actually I really love about this movie is that I still think that there are parts of this movie that are really good. And the good journey thing, the yes, and 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 she she does some form of sign language when she says good journey the first time, and then the next time she says it, she does different sign language. It doesn't matter. I, it's a really sweet sentiment, and I wanted to leave it on that because that that's that 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 that's how I feel about this movie. I think that this movie there's a lot to make fun of. I also think that this movie has an important story to tell about the studio that made it and about the, the fucking like making a movie about a toy that also became an animated show, mm-hmm. but then we don't even care about that. And, and, and still the good journey got me. And, and, and I just, I, Nate, I'm going six. I'm going six friends. Six friends. Holy I fucking shit. love this movie. I love this movie. JP, I love this movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is your time, but I have to like the good. Oh, six good friends. Journey. Six the good friends. journey. And six friends. You man. I think you guys might be uh, having a conversation after this podcast before JP. Nate, I, I, the, the thing it's is. Uh, there's there's a time jump at the end of the movie and Courtney Cox wakes up in her own bed. And 
on the wall is a painting that is maybe a house that's painted blue or might possibly be a TARDIS. And I think that it's, I think it's a TARDIS and I think that it's, it, it, it's referential. And I think that the thing that's about this a, movie is, it's a Starcraft thing. I love you so much. I hate you. Um, TARDIS is a Starcraft. I'm, it's a Star Trek thing. Okay. I'm just saying, I, I think that this movie might be smarter than people give it credit. And I, I love it. And I, I'm, I, I, I stand by it. I, I, I think I want to give it six friends because I think that this movie, it really captures everything that I love about movies. And yeah. I had, a, I had a really fucking great time. So with that said, Nate, What's your personal relationship with Masters of the Universe? Yeah. Very good. Very good, JP. I watched it on my honeymoon. It's intrinsically linked to my wife, JP. Um, That has been our big, long, special movie episode. I feel very comfortable now, like, stroking your cheek gently. And to grab the mixed meat bucket... (laughs) 